Welcome to Divine Discussions with Carly and Madison. Here you'll be learning ways to tap into your highest version of you, to create better habits, to find the inner goddess that's been hiding away. We are two passionate women who are borderline obsessed with self-development, with finding ways to live an abundant, fulfilling, purpose-filled life. By using our past mistakes and failures, fall-on-face moments, we help you learn from our experiences so you can better fast-track your way to living your life by design. We share topics like manifestation, self-development, mindset, habits, business, self-sabotage, time management, female entrepreneurship, quieting that inner mean girl, just to name a few. Stick with us if you want to tap into your truest potential and follow us for a real, raw, authentic, no BS approach on how to do life better. Attracting people like the female digital nomad looking to better her skills, the spiritual crystal hoarding gypsy who wants to better brand herself online, the stay-at-home mama who is trying to find her purpose again, the girl who is feeling stressed and can't seem to find the time to do it all. Or you are new to network marketing and need help with starting your business. You are not alone. We are here to help empower you, help inspire you, and remind you of your gifts and your power. We are your hosts. My name is Carly. I'm a Canadian girl living on a tiny-ass tropical island in Indonesia. I came from being an exhausted burnt out working two, three jobs at a time in hospitality to now working as a full-time wellness coach, network marketing professional, helping women from all around the world on how to run their business and life with heart and soul. Also a muralist, mentor, writer, blogger, digital nomad, from traveling to over 17 countries all around the world and finding any way to help other women feel as good as I do now with happiness, purpose, and legit waking up with excitement kind of life. And I'm Madison, another Canadian girl living in the lower mainland of Vancouver. I'm a coach, a mentor, and a professional network marketer. I'm a truth seeker, light worker, and a dreamer. I believe that every pain we go through is just a lesson in our expansive journey in this life. After experiencing trauma in my early 20s and embarking on an incredible yet terrifying healing journey, I wanted to find my purpose. Knowing I needed to help other women like myself in some way, I found passion in manifestation. I found alignment in network marketing. My purpose being to help as many women as I possibly can align with their own higher self and become financially independent. Join us every Wednesday at 9am and get to know us as we look forward to connecting and getting to know you. Hello, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Divine Discussions with Carly and Madison. Uh, Today we are talking all things energy and confidence and owning a room. I'm super excited about this episode. We are on episode 24. I honestly don't know how we've gotten here. This is crazy. Like, I just feel so proud of us for how far we have come. Like, if you guys have been listening to us since we were doing this in the very beginning where everything was on Instagram, like, I love you. Thank you so much for your support. Like we have grown so much. And honestly, I know that you guys that are listening have grown so much with us. So that being said, let's get all 
on into it and talk all about owning the room. Carly, I know you have lots to talk about this. I know that anytime you step into a room, you absolutely own it. Your energy is just like spewing. People want some of that energy. Please share some tips. Oh, you're so good to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, first of all, I want to just, you know, bounce off that and say thanks again for everyone listening and like who's been catching up on this journey with us again. So proud, so excited. Wow. Episode 24. Okay. So yeah, this topic on owning, owning the room, own the room that you walk into, owning the room with the energy, like you just said, Madison, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, So I actually love this topic because I read a book and I am trying to remember for the life of me, the author, and I will try and remember, put it in the show notes, but it's called how to own a room about women, public speaking, how to own a room and be confident as a female in a male dominant world, especially in the public speaking um, area, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious. Yeah, it's really good. Have you read it? No, I want to now. <laughs> yeah, no, it was amazing. Um, and I, I learned a lot, but a lot of it was more so about different qualities, not necessarily just public speaking, because I won't just fully get into that, because I know maybe not a lot of people want to do that. Maybe you do. I don't know. Um, but in general, how you are, like, for example, when you do enter a room, any room at all, and how you show up um, and, you know, starting with the physical as well, which is, you know, what first came to my head is more so when you see someone walk into a room, what is their posture? Are they fidgeting? Are they looking at their phone? Is it, um, are they hunched over? Just body language in general. I, I worked on a lot just for my, like the past, however long. And being very mindful of that and being able to walk into a room and read the room as well. I'm getting more into specifics, but we'll get into other things after. Um, and being aware of like your social surrounding, right? I think some people find it really harder. They have social anxiety walking into a room and they're really nervous and scared or whether it's a party or whether it's an event and it can be daunting, right? But if you show up and you kind of fix your physical first, I think the rest kind of can follow after that. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me to like, you know, head to the door frame, shoulder, shoulders back. And, you know, I don't know if I agree with fake it till you make it to the extent I don't know if I do yet. I don't know. I've done fake until you make it. Oh, baby, I do. Yeah. I think I've heard other things about fake until you make it where I'm like, or it's, there's another quote I heard. Anyways, getting off topic. Uh, it's more of leading with your body first. And yes, fake until you make it. And then the rest follows um, as you walk in or in any room. It doesn't matter whether you're like getting out of your car, going somewhere or like walking down the street, maybe that. It's just owning your energy and stuff. So Madison, let's get into energy. Let's talk about more. What do you think about owning a room? Yeah. So, okay. I love everything you said. And I just want to touch on one thing before I do get into energy, because when I first started public speaking and using public speaking as an example, like you as well, because it's just kind of an easy thing when we're talking about confidence and like owning a room because you're at the front of the room everybody all eyes are on you so but every single one of these tools and tricks plays into absolutely any scenario so when I first started public speaking I remember like obviously I was nervous and I'm like hunched over I've got like this clicker in my hand and I'm like shaking and I'm like looking at this presentation and I'm like pointing at it and I'm like all like in a ball, like like as close to myself as I possibly could be. And I remember my mentor being like, dude, like 
what are you doing? Like, why are you like that? And I was like, I was just nervous. I didn't even know I was doing it. But because you're like all put into your, basically what you're trying to do is hide. You're trying to hide. So you're going inward. And we do that energetically as well. So what we always want to be doing is going outward, big motions with our hands and our arms. And oh, that's you're owning your space. So when that goes into energy as well, like firstly, let's start with we've all experienced being in a large group or anywhere. And all of a sudden one person walks in and it just goes, the energy just like gets sucked from the room and you're like, oh, things just change. Whether that person, maybe there's drama or that person is just a negative person. You've experienced it. We all have. Mm -hmm. And that's an easy example because negative energy, bad energy feels heavier and is more apparent to almost everyone, even if you're not a super energetic person. Now on the flip side of things, when somebody walks in the room and their energy is just magnetic, all of a sudden you don't even know why, but you're going over to talk to them. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited you're here. Maybe you weren't, maybe you weren't even thinking about that person before, but you just saw them and you're like, I have to go over there. That is energy. When you are in tune with your energy, that means you're confident. You're like, you might not even feel anything different because that's just how you are every day. But that's the energy of confidence, owning the space, owning the room and owning your energy. Wow, powerful. I like it. It's so true though. I've worked with many people in the past where one person's, let's just say, having a bad day. Mm. and they spew all of it onto everyone and the whole room gets like a dampened feeling or you walk on eggshells around somebody that's just not that's just the opposite of owning well actually no they're technically owning the room still yeah their energy is very prominent especially the most dominant people too let's just say a manager walks in the room and they're in a mat in a bad mood mm-hmm. and it just sets the tone right uh, yeah and then working with someone too i remember um back in the day and this guy walks in and he is just incredible. He's the most beautiful boy I've ever met. He's like super beautifully gay, jumping around. And when he's in a oh, bathroom, I was going to say, well, watch out, Johnny. <laughs> no, no, no. He's very much very into men. And <laughs> he's amazing. And then he walked in the room though. And he, uh, he had, um, he got a job somewhere else that for his career. And the whole day, like, I don't know what was going on, but this fire of excitement in the room everywhere, like the customers, everyone's at the cafe. And the whole room was lit up and I was observing because I'm like, it's crazy the power of one person can have if they're on a very good high vibrational state and they're feeling it. And I know it's not, you know, realistic to have it every day, all the time, because we do go up and down, but seeing that kind of, that just kind of showed a little bit like, okay, how am I showing up then? Do I have the power to kind of change the room? And that's kind of a lot of responsibility, but at the end of the day, you want to take responsibility for yourself walking in the door and how you want to leave people and how you want to make people feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So energy is everything. I love how you touch base on that. Um, is there anything else that you have in your brain about this? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just so much more than just like, okay, it starts with the posture, of course. Like, how are you? Are you, are you, sh- are you shriveled up inside yourself like I was? Or are you like shoulders back, head tall like Carly is? 
And like, that is just the start of getting yourself into that energy. Like if you want a quick fix, that's one of them. Um, there's something else that I actually learned going to school and I'm going to share with it, uh, with you guys here. I totally forgot about it until just now. And, um, it's a really quick fix. So you just like want to envision, um, like a little ring. So envision a little ring that you can like put on your finger and then you can take off and you can put it on the floor and it's going to get really big and you can jump inside of it. So in this ring, like you want to put everything, all these affirmations of all of what you want to be, the confidence, the power, the fierceness, the beautiful energy, whatever it is to you. And like, take a few moments of just envisioning that and envisioning of what that version of you looks like and step into that inside that ring. And as you do, just really go into those feelings, feel them all, feel the excitement, the power, the confidence, you own it. And as you do, just allow yourself to feel that, take that ring and put it back onto your finger. And then at any point in time that you feel like you need that, know that you energetically have that ring, pull it off, take it out and jump back into that power. It's something so simple. It's not a crazy tool, not like a whole lot goes into it, but energetically it can make all the difference. Oh my God, that made me so excited. I just closed my eyes and did that. Wow, I just imagine like jumping. This is what I visualize is taking my ring off, putting it down and it gets really big and I stand in the middle, but then I saw myself standing in it and there's this like light glow that went around me and then it fell like the glow went off of me and I was just a totally transformed person or as in the 2.0 version of me standing there. I am in love with that. Thank you. Yes. Like if you are feeling like you are lacking the confidence and it's hard for you to own the room, that's such a small tool that you can just keep in your toolbox and use it at any point in time. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. Little things, you know, if you can take five minutes, five seconds to visualize that and, you know, the pre-work that we talk about in a few of our episodes of what are these qualities or what are these bits of confidence that you want to actually cultivate and have, um, maybe doing some pre-work on like some journal entries of little things you can write of, you know, what you want to be and what you want to create or what, um, what energy you want to give off. And then that paired with that visualization or whatever you even see, even, you don't have to do all that work. That's just what I like to do. Um, yeah, same. <laughs> I, I know it helps. It works, and it's worth the effort. I find, um, but love it. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I have, I have one other thing, or well, yes, a few other things. Um, okay, so I've heard this a while back, and it did change things for me because. I wanted to be the person in the room who knew a lot, or I didn't want to feel stupid. I didn't want to feel like people, you know, you're in a room and you're judged or you want to make sure you keep, you keep up with conversation or, you know, it's that pressure we put on ourselves. But then my mentor back in the day said, you should always try to be the dumbest in the room. Mm-hmm. And that was like, what do you mean dumbest in the room? That's, that's really scary. And it ended up just being, um, make sure that you're in a room full of people you can learn from. 
people who you want to be around and, uh, you know, have you want to be better and evolve. Because if you're always going to be the smartest one in the room and, you know, that's where your ego kicks in and you just want to be the best and, you know, you're the one doing all the talking. Like, hey, I get it. Having confidence is one thing. But I think sometimes we just try to fill the space up with what we think we know or what we want people to view us as. But imagine just being in a room where, you can take the time to ask questions and speak less and listen more and be more engaged and be curious about people. That is a great way to own the room because if I ever see someone super confident in a room where there's some kind of energy about them, they are the ones usually holding space for people. It's mm -hmm. not the ones who are yelling like, I know everything, or they're just super loud and confident. That, that doesn't mean that they're owning the room. They may be loud, right? Or may have something they have to say or whatever, but it ends up being that curiosity. So being the dumbest in the room can actually be a really beautiful thing. And that actually put me in my place a bit to be like, okay, so, oh, I don't have to know everything. And it's like, well, rather, I'd rather not know as much as these people are so I can ask and know and learn and grow. So that's a big tip when it comes to owning the room in a more subtle way. And that can come a long way for you um, because people remember you when you ask questions about them, get curious, right? So that was a big thing for me. Yeah. And I love that you brought up like being loud doesn't always mean that you are owning the room because it's true. And sometimes not in all cases, of course, but in some cases being loud is almost like a stretch of them trying to show that they're confident, trying to own the room. And it's actually almost hurting them in that sense. Like I have one example of this girl that I met at a party and she's a sweetheart, but she was so loud. I, and it was actually bothering a lot of us. Like she was just pissing us off because she was just so loud. And like, um, energetically, I went over to her and I was like, why are you doing that? Like I literally went over to her because I could feel her energy and I could feel that she was like asking for help. And I went over to her and I was like, hey, babe, I know we just met, but what's going on? Why are you doing that? And she was like, oh my God, you could feel that? Like she knew that I could feel her energy. And I was like, yes. And she was like, opened up to me. We went and had a chat. I did a little bit of energy work on her, but she was like, I can't believe that. Like, yeah, I was doing that because I was really just asking for help. Wow. She said that she literally owned that and like shared with yeah. you how she was feeling what that's I feel like that's so rare as well <laughs> for someone just to be like okay yeah actually that was a cry for help or like I want attention for this way and it's not in the best way and wow and you had the courage to go up to her as well wow yeah and it's like the more that you experience different energies the more that will make sense to you because for some I'm sure are just like whoa what but these things often happen to me I experience things like this all the time because I am in tune with the energy and I the first thing I see on somebody is their energy when I look at them or when I meet them I am sensing their energy before I even talk to them wow and what does that feel like or look like I mean it's different every time it's different for everyone um and it would be like it's hard to explain it's almost unexplainable because it's like a feeling it's yeah. It's just a knowing. Yeah. 
no, I, I, I get it. Cause I, I used to hear like people say from time to time, like I'm an empath. That's mm-hmm. just how I am. And I was curious about that. I went to like a, a, an event and this one woman was speaking and um, she said that actually everybody is an empath. That's as one of our, whatever senses that we have, where we feel off of other people. Some people just have it more than others. Mm-hmm. Some people just are more aware or wanting to be more aware um, are more empathetic in general and who view things a bit stronger because I was curious right on oh am I an empath and she's like no honey we all are it's just more so who is the ones to pay attention and I started to view others like sometimes it hurts though too like you know really feeling other people's energies because it makes me really hard to judge people it really does it make, and that's ended up being a good thing like and it's good that you went up to that girl and asked the question too, because instead of just being like, oh my God, that girl's so loud and so annoying, you know, which is what most people will do. Well, it's what yeah. I was doing at first. I was like, God, she yeah. shut up. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you you stepped up and, and you did what 99.99% of people wouldn't do, which is ask is like, is she okay? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where as well, like being a bigger part of uh, a bigger energy in, in a space Space is being able to do that for people and have empathy in that, that way because you feel something in someone that is a cry for help that other people will just see as like ditzy or loud or obnoxious whatever not and again not everyone wants to go up to everyone and under, like understand it I get it uh, especially if you have your own stuff going on but I honestly think that that's really special and that's really cool that you've done that and more people should I think in my opinion Yeah, I agree. And I think like the more that you are in tune with your own personal energy, um, and I really like, I I guess this is like really passion, a big passion of mine is helping people get in tune with their energy because this changes everything for you. Yes, you're going to learn how to own the room. Yes, you're going to learn how to be able to be more successful in almost anything you do because you're in tune with your own vibrational energy. And you're also in turn going to be able to help more people. You're going to be able to see and feel how other people are feeling and what they need help with. And you're going to be able to be just like so much better of a human being because you are in tune with your own personal energy. You know what you need so you can take and do what you need to do for you. You can show up how you need to show up for you. And you can show up how other people sometimes need you to show up for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely a mix of everything in that. It's like, you know, taking care of yourself first and being aware around you of if you can help this person, right? Of the energies that other people give off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... I love it. I love this, this feeling because it's not talked about too much of just like this feeling, these, these energies, these feelings that you have, because it is unspoken, right? It's hard to pinpoint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, amazing. Uh, I think something I've, I've thought about when it comes to anything is, and this is what I never used to do ever, which is um, prepare like Mm -hmm. that's a good one just prepare and whatever that means to you whether it's and whatever whether you are going to public speak whether you are going to uh, walk into a big room of people 
Um, maybe you're going on a date. I don't know, whatever, how you show up. It's whether you're putting yourself together in a way that feels most authentic to you. A, that's a big step is authenticity, of course. Because people smell fakeness across the room as well. They, it's an energy in itself. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I find what I used to do is I didn't prepare for much. Um, and then I was frazzled and when you see someone who's frazzled and all over the place, uh, what does that give off? It's it's not the most attractive thing, right? It's kind of like, oh, this person doesn't have their uh, shit together, basically. <laughs> totally. <clears throat> and so preparation is key, whether that means leaving a little extra early, whether it's putting your clothes out the night before, whether it's maybe looking up five tips on how to own a room beforehand, <laughs> whether it's listening to this podcast beforehand and taking notes. It's preparing for everyday life, but then you get into the groove of this, I think, as long as maybe you give yourself a few steps ahead to really think about it and right and who you're spending your most time with. So that's a big tip for me. Totally. I love that. And like being on time, being on time, like, okay, I guess this kind of can very depending on what the event is sometimes you want to be fashionably late or whatever but not being so late like there is there's something to say about that like when you show up to an event and you're so late you're like the last person that shows up people are like oh where have you been like there is an energy around that there is something to say for that as well as to like your I mean, it's one thing if you're, you know, once in a while you had something beforehand or whatever, but if you're consistently late to things, people view that differently. They go, oh, she doesn't care. She doesn't care about being here. And when people don't feel like you care, like that is huge. It really is. And it might not be intentional. I know that there's some people out there that are just like the ones that are late to everything and you just can't seem to help it, but you can, it's a choice. It really is. It really is. It's one of those things of like, either you could admit defeat and just say, I'm just a really late person. Oh, this is just how I am. Or you figure out how you can be better at something so that you're not wasting people's time. I think time is precious and I, that the the word came up for me when you were speaking of respect respect of, big time right when you when it comes to owning a room and you know having a commanding presence in a way a commanding respectful presence or where people that respect is mutual how if you're constantly late or you're that person who just you know, it, it is a, a people will consider that a lack of respect for their time or their energy or their space. So how can you get it in return? Mm-hmm. Mirror. Like, have you ever been to a show or an event and the main speaker, singer, whatever is late and you're like, oh man, this is annoying. But then, you know, you just paid to be there. So you're waiting, right? You're like, wow, this person does not respect our time. We're here on time, excited, so happy to be here. And now they're late. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened to me. Maybe. Yeah. But that I would be pissed. (laughs) This happened to me a lot of times. Really? Oh, (laughs) what? For like concerts and stuff or? 
Well, concerts, I mean, that's kind of like whatever, but um, like shows, comedy shows, um, speaking events, the main speaker is late. Like, oh my God, do you care about us? Of course (laughs) they do, I think. Oh, it depends on the excuse as well. What like, I know excuses in the sense are equal. What if something actually really happened? Then it's like, okay, I'm sorry. Never mind. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's giving people that space for sure. And if it's a not a recurring occurrence and it happens, you know, it's, it, you know, stuff happens, life gets in the way, but that's exactly it. That feeling you got when someone's late and you're right away, it kind of like, you just feel a little bit like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know if everyone does this, but you kind of put it in your back pocket a bit of like, okay, well, this person's been late five times. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not gonna I'm maybe gonna change the time up or not expect anything else I think expectations of other people as well oh my gosh try not to have them but it does come up and yeah you just kind of take note I think of someone's habits and behaviors um, and again a reflection of how you want to be right do I want to be that person for somebody else probably not Exactly. And that's the thing. Everybody's taking note. So this is why it's so important to show up as your best self every single time. Well, it's not possible to do it every single time, but as much as you possibly can. Yeah, but it does happen though. I think with like practice and with purpose and with preparation, boom, (laughs) okay, just brought that up. I think that you do fall into a better version of you over time and it it is kind of unavoidable if you're you're kind of disciplined enough I guess to surround your brain with this stuff every day right hence it's like in your morning routine or if you write this stuff down or 2.0 version of you so that your energy can exude eventually like in itself and then again when you walk to a room it's like well I am this person now and whether it is a bad day but you have a bad day as this 2.0 version of you right? It's just another, right? And I handle it differently now than I would Carly five years ago, right? Absolutely. And I mean, I think every single thing that we, every topic we talk about on this podcast is just one little sliver of steps, tools, and habits to help you create that next level version of you. So yeah, I think that it's just like so special when we really do like go full circle and everything. Yeah, it all, it all kind of adds up. And it's the work that I think we should all be doing. And it's the kind of work that I came into. And I think most people do a little bit later on. If you're lucky enough to find this a lot younger, that's amazing. Please do the work as soon as possible on yourself because this takes a lot of time and as much as we want to say, you know, listen to this and you'll own the room right away tomorrow. It's, it's, it's a long time journey, right? It's one of those things that I don't know. I just, I'm obsessed. I'm in love. And I I love my little mistakes and my little failures too, just to be like, Oh, okay. What not to do for next time. And then the next time it rolls around, I am better. And I I do catch myself in my brain ahead of time. And I'm like, Oh, Carly, remember you made this mistake last time. This is the self-development work that it works unless you work it, unless you chip away at it every single day with our visualizations, a lot that you shared. I love the ring one. I love that so much. I'm going to use that all the time. Yeah. Like for everything, anything big in my life, I'm going to take my ring off because I have a few on right now. (laughs) 
Um, is there any other last like tips at all you want to share about this topic? I don't think so, but I do want to say like if any of you are feeling like you're struggling with any of these topics that we do talk about, please do reach out to us. Like our inboxes are always open and we are here to help you every step of the way, um, give you suggestions, help you through your, you know, trials and tribulations of going through your personal development journey. Like we are so happy to give to you guys. So please utilize us. Yeah. And I think you, I know you do. And I, myself, we have like uh, two Facebook pages as well with mm -hmm. lots of content and like more goodies and like more stuff to share. Like, yeah, jump into our inbox. We're here. Like I have so much that I would love to share with people. If I think a lot of people are a little bit nervous to ask mm -hmm. or, you know, nervous to ask anyone for help. But again, it takes strength to, to ask for help. It takes courage and that takes a certain kind of up-leveled version to be able to do that right no shame in anything and if you're struggling we're here because I guarantee that we've struggled with it <laughs> many times before and thank you so much everybody for listening and we will see you in the next episode